has risen and his, his victory is complete. Everything that you need for life and godliness was, was, uh, was purchased on the day he died and he proved it on the day he rose. Amen? Can I get an amen? Stand up one more time. Please, would you stand up one more time? Give somebody another hug before you sit down. If I could just get serious for 35 minutes. No. Um, no, this morning, just, I, I really want us all, because uh, this morning I was, I had somebody on my mind. I, I just asked them, I just wrote them this morning, said, Happy Easter, look forward to seeing you. And, and he told me, his name is Dodo. Uh, he's one of our uh, parts of our community. And his son last night fell off a roof. Uh, and he went through all night surgery. And so I said that we would pray for him. And so would you join me? Let's join in prayer because uh, he's, yeah, he needs help. So let's pray for him. Lord, we pray for Carl right now in Jesus' name. Together, we agree that by your wounds, we are healed, Lord God. Father, restore his mind even better than before this injury, Lord God. I pray that the doctors, that the nurses, that, that his body right now would just be covered in your Holy Spirit. That, Father, you would comfort uh, Dodo and his wife, Lord God. That, Lord Jesus, you would give them words of peace. Father, we look forward to the day where Carl walks in this room and celebrates your goodness. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The beauty of Jesus is we have, uh, well, I'll say it later, but I'll say it now. We have access into the heavenly realms. Can I get an amen? Um, next week, I just want to share this before I, I jump into the word. Next week is, is uh, uh, our community's anniversary. Uh, it, yeah, we're looking forward to it. And so it's going to be a time of celebration and and uh, there'll be a big food. There's always food. Anytime you celebrate, there's always food. Can I get an amen? amen. I mean, I got a ham that's just uh, cooked in the oven waiting for me when I get home. I shouldn't tell you that because you'll be hungry and you'll want me to finish up quicker. Maybe I'll do it just because I want to be home. Anyways, uh, and so next week is our anniversary. And if you've been here for any the last few weeks, you know that uh, we have the finish the task uh, that we still need to finish. And so next week, we're going to be taking a special offering uh, to kind of finish up all the work that needs to be done that we didn't get finished before the pandemic. We've, uh, our leaders felt that it's time. So next week, we're going to be taking a special offering. And uh, I tried to think back in our community if we've ever had a special offering. I'm looking at some of the guys that have been here pretty much the whole time. Do you ever remember us doing a special offering? I don't ever remember. Maybe one. I could think maybe one. We never do this. It's so when we say special, we mean special. So we'd like you to pray and ask God what you would have him to, uh, to give. Uh, my prayer is this out of Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Exodus chapter 36. It says, and so the people were restrained from bringing more because they already... Uh, had uh, what they already had was more 
than all they needed to do for the work. That's really my prayer and my hope for next week. Okay, we're talking about Easter, amen, and we did talk Friday uh, about kind of the, the depths. Our, our theme has been to hell and back, and we talked last uh, Friday night about how Jesus fought his way all the way to get to you. He fought his way all the way to get to you. He went through rejection, rejection of man, rejection of even his closest friends, the brutality of what he went through, and even the turning of his father uh, at the end when he said, Father, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? Because he had the sins of the world on him. But this morning he rose again. This morning it is finished and he's rose again. And I want to talk about that today. In Ephesians chapter 4 it says, However, he has given us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. It is, that is why the scriptures say, as he, excuse me, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives. He led a crowd of who was once captives. And he gave them gifts to his people. Notice that he says, he, notice it says he ascended. It clearly means that Christ also descended into our lower world. And in the same one who descended is the one who ascended high, higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe. The beautiful thing of what Jesus did when he died on the cross and rose again is he took the one who bound us and he bound him. Can I get an amen? The one, he took the one who was our captor and he made him captive. And not only did Jesus do that, Jesus also gave us the power to do that. And that's what I want to talk about today because I, I we, we talked, you know, because he lives, I face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. But let me tell you, if all we had was hope. Like Titus says this. Let me read Titus. It says this. It says, we look forward with hope to that wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ will be revealed. He gave us life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people totally committed. And so we have hope for the future. Can I get an amen? We have hope that there is no more death. We don't need to be afraid of death. Am I the only one? Let's try over here. We don't need to be afraid of death. Don't let anyone or anything threaten you with death. There's no need because we will pass from this life into glory. Can I get an amen? We'll pass from this life into the heavenly realm and we will see him as he is. And, and, you know, I, I've shared this before. It was actually Carol that gave me this story. I love this story. It, heaven is like this. You're at a party here. You know, you're hanging out with all your friends at this party. You're having a great time with all your friends. And all of a sudden, an angel walks in and he says, it's time to go. You don't want to go. Who wants to leave their friends? And he takes you out of that party and then he brings you down the street. And he brings you into another party. And that party has all your old friends from years past, all your relatives from the, from, from the time before, all those who have already received Christ. And now you're in a big party, a huge party, and you're having a great time with all those people. And soon, in a little while after that, those ones that were at the party before come and join you. That's heaven right there, baby. That's what it's like. We just shed these 
these bodies. When I, when I look at the cross and I look at what happened and what God did for me, in me, uh, yeah, uh, even because I, I didn't deserve it, he, he, all the stuff he did, we have everything we need. There's only one thing left to change. It's these fleshly bodies. That's it. Everything else is done. So when we look at the cross, if we have just hope, that's good for the future. And we can celebrate that now. But, and hope will get us through the day. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus did a lot more than just give you hope for tomorrow. He gave you a lot more than just hope for tomorrow. Now, when you're struggling and you have nothing that you feel like you can hold on to right now, then take that hope and use it to get you through the day. But I'm here to tell you that Jesus gave us something after he, right before he ascended into heaven and then after he ascended, he sent down the Holy Spirit. He gave us so much more than just hope. He gave us so much more than just hope. Ephesians, first, uh, Ephesians 1, 18 says this. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those who are called his holy people who are his rich inheritance uh, and glorious inheritance. That's a beautiful thing. It's wonderful. But we've got to read 19. Verse 19, because verse 19, not, verse 18 talks about the hope for the future. Verse 19 the prayer is so that you understand what's going on today. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. I want to say that again. I pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for all who believe in him. This same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in a place of honor at the right hand. So we have the same spirit, the same power that Jesus had. I don't know about you, but that gets me excited. That gets me excited when it's time to pray for Carl, who's in the hospital right now. That gets me excited to know that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead didn't just simply ascend with him and stay up in heaven and we were left here to hope for the future. But he sent and gave us, deposited within us, the Holy Spirit to give us power and authority. Can I get an amen? amen? You have power and authority. Can I get an amen? amen. If, you're, if, you're, if you're sitting with your, your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, look at them right now and go, I got some power, baby. Yeah, she's got some guns, but she's got something more powerful inside her. More powerful. We've got wonder-working power within us. Amen? And that's why we cannot just, we don't have to just celebrate about tomorrow and hope and, and somehow survive through these days on earth till we get to heaven. We don't have to do that. That's kind of a waste of what God has given us, the life that he's given us. When, 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 uh, when uh, you know, I mean, I got my grandkids here, and if you've ever had any kids, you know, when they're born, right, you, you wish the best for them. If all they did all their life was hope to die so they could go to heaven, kind of a sad life. Kind of not what you would desire for them. That's why Jesus said, 
I want you to have life and life more abundantly. He wants you to understand the great power that you have, this, this, this deposit guaranteeing the future, but also giving you power today to do something. And I want to just share four things that this spirit has, that, that has been placed in us would give us today so that we know that we can go on in the future, but we can conquer, we can conquer today. Can I get an amen? I want you to think of your, your, your most difficult problem right now. Your most difficult problem. Okay, Nan, I want you to compare that. I want you to compare that. Hey, Magid, how are you? Good to see you. Wow. Oh, sorry. Old friend, really. She's not old, but we're just old friends. I want you to compare that problem with dying. I mean, your problem is nothing compared to facing death, if you think about it, right? I mean, come on. I mean, you really can't do a whole lot to stop physical death, right? Can't do anything. So that problem is nothing compared to dying. And now Jesus put to death death, which means if he could take care of that big problem that you're going to face in the future, he definitely can take care of the problem you have now. See what I'm saying? So we look at, you know, uh, I like what Jeff Yuon said. He said, you know, God said what? God said to speak to the mountain. If you have faith and you speak to the mountain, you can say be moved into, and it will be moved into the sea. He didn't say speak about the mountain. He said speak to the mountain. We make the mountain bigger when we speak about the mountain. But when we start saying, mountain, you got nothing. You get out of my way. You are under my feet. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. First, first thing that the Spirit has given us, or not the first thing, but he not only gave us the power of the Spirit to be seated at the heavenly realms with God, but that same power seated us with him and put us far above every power and principality of darkness that are in high places. So you sit higher than anything that you face. Are you catching that? You are higher you are above everything, and so you fight from above. I don't know if you know anything about war. I don't know if you know anything about war, but when you, when you fight in a war, you always look for high ground. Why? Because you're higher than them. You get easier for them to, to, you can conquer them when you're above them. Guess where you sit? You sit. You sit high above every power, every principality, and power and darkness that are in high places. You sit, so they are under your feet. So you need to realize that. The devil wants you to think you're an arm wrestler. You're in an arm wrestling match with him. Nah, 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 nah. Not even close. The only wrestling he's doing is trying to keep your heel from crushing his head. Nobody's catching. Are we catching that? You see, when we are seated in this place, it says we are raised with him into heavenly realms, what that means is that when we fight our battles, we fight from above. Now the second thing that I want you to be clear that you need to know, and this is, this is why I don't often talk about warfare, you know, spiritual warfare. I mean, it's real, it's there, it's important. Uh, and we have to do it sometimes. But a lot of times when we think spiritual warfare, we think, get out the sword, Get out the, and start chopping away and pounding away at it. And we get filled with anger. That's not our weapons. The weapons of our warfare are carnal, 
are not carnal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Do you know what our weapons are? Do you know what they are? Galatians tell us what our weapons are. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nothing can stand against those things. So when you think about warring in Christ, you should be getting more love on. You've got to be getting your love on. You've got to be getting your, your, your patience on. Che, it's good to see you. She's got some great tats. Uh, anyways, also, she's a great artist. She, yeah, anyways. So, sorry, I divert. So you got to get your love on. you got to get your patience on. you got to get your peace on. you got to get your joy on. How many, when's the last time you thought about spiritual warfare and you thought about joy? Like, dancing down on your problem. <laughs> but that's what it is. That's the spirit of God that he has put in you. He's given you joy. That's your weapon. That's why sometimes when you see in the, in the, in the uh, Old Testament, when they had to fight, when they fought the battles, what did they do? They took the worship team and they put them out front. Why? So they could stop worshiping and praising and thanking God because once you do that, you're overcoming everything. Because that is the war that the devil wants you to have. He's miserable and he wants company. So he's given us a spirit that's put us far above all that stuff. And so it means that when we fight, we can fight with that kind of power. Number two, this hope, it's not only the power of the spirit to give you life over death, but it says that this same power that raised Christ from the dead will give you life in your mortal bodies. Romans chapter 6 says, The Spirit of God who raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. Just as God raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living in you. This is a beautiful thing, that God will give you healing power. That's what it means by, by his stripes you are healed. It means that you have the Spirit of God in you that can give you power to give you life to your mortal bodies. I didn't plan this, but why not? What can happen? If you have pain here right now, if you have pain, I want you to, I want you to just close your eyes for a minute. If you have pain in your body, if you're sick at all, and I want you to just say these words. Body, shut up. Life, come into it. Really? 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 God has given us wonder-working power. Now, I don't know about you. When I, when I pray for people, I've seen healings. I've seen some wonderful healings, amazing healings. I remember when we were in Gyanyar, and, and, uh, and there was these three people. It was, like, uh, it was a grandma, a mom, and a daughter. And they had just went into the clinic and saw my wife. And, you know, they came out, and they were standing there. And uh, I can't remember the exact order, but I just remember that the, the one of them, I can't remember which one it was, uh, she said, yeah, I've got a problem with my back, you know? So I prayed for her, and when I prayed for her, all of a sudden, you know, she goes, whoa, my back feeling pretty good. She's moving all around. She's starting to laugh, you know? And then I went to the next one, and the next one had a knee problem, and, and, and like, uh, I think the grandma was last. Because the, the one with the knee problem, she's like, whoa. She started going like this. My knees are feeling good after I prayed for her. 
And then the, the mom, she had, she had uh, I think she had a problem with one of her ears. And we prayed and she got her hearing back. She's like, I can hear again. I'm, it's clear. It's all good. And I'm like praising God. I'm like, God, you're amazing. You're, this life power is amazing that you have, that you've given us. And then I went around the front and there was this young boy who was deaf. And we prayed for him and nothing. Now, when I pray for people, I want to see everyone healed. I believe that Jesus, every person that Jesus prayed for was healed. Why? Because he had the Spirit of God in him, and he was surrendered to the Father, and when he did that, it happened. And he gave us the example. See, we we have the same Spirit of Christ in us, which means the same things that he did, we can do. Now, I don't know why I can't always do it sometimes. You know, I don't get, I don't feel like shame, like I've done something wrong. If I pray for someone, they don't get healed. I don't go that way, you know, but I also don't just say, well, you know, God, whatever, it's your will. I don't do that either. You know what I do? I get mad. I get mad when the devil don't move when he's supposed to move. Can I get an amen? See, this is the resurrection power that we have, that, is, that Jesus had, that he gave to you and me. This should make us filled with joy, confidence, and faith. How do you get that today? Before we move on, I want you to just think about someone in your situation. Maybe it's you. And I want you to, I want you to just uh, close your eyes. And I want you to think of someone who's having a problem. I'm going to be thinking about Carl right now. And, and I want you to pray one more time. Lord Jesus... The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead dwells in me. You said you anointed me to go and heal the sick and raise the dead. So, Lord God, in Jesus' name, I I, I say to Carl or whatever name you got, be healed, delivered, restored in Jesus' name. This is the power that God has given us. This is the beautiful thing that Jesus gave us after he died on the cross and rose again. Number three, we, not only, uh, we, we will not only understand everything after we die, but we can actually, have that same spirit can give us wisdom and strength and truth for today. Jesus said, when the spirit of God comes, he will guide you into all truth and you will not speak on your own, but I, I, but will, but will tell, I will tell you what he had was, blah, blah, blah. you got it, it's right up there, it's not up there, I'll read it again. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you even about the future. James 1 says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally to all who ask. And he will not rebuke those who are asking. He says, but when you ask, don't doubt. When you ask, don't doubt. I want, if, you haven't, if you have never tried this before, I want you to know that you, this can happen to you. This can happen to you. You think that all of a sudden, you know, um, you think, uh, I'll just, I was going to bring somebody up, but easier. You, you think that you're going to be sitting there and you're going to be praying and you're going to be going like this and all of a sudden you're going to hear Oh, Donald, this is the Lord speaking to you. Now, sometimes that happens, but come on, doesn't often happen. You know, when you see in the Bible where it says, like, God spoke to Abraham, I mean, many of us think, Abraham. But it doesn't say he heard a voice. There's only a couple of places in the Bible where it says, everyone heard the voice, which means you know it was kind of this audible voice. It could have been 
that Abraham was just sitting there thinking. And all of a sudden, this thought popped in his mind. And, he's, and he was attuned enough, and he had been talking to God enough that when God spoke this thought, he was like, that thought is God's. See, I used to, I used to, uh, I, I used to like wait for God to speak to me and get like all pumped up and, you know. But then I've learned that if you just sit still and you just wait, all of a sudden, it's almost like malamun. You start daydreaming. And then you tell yourself, stop daydreaming. You've got to concentrate. You've got to hear God's voice. How do you think God's speaking to you? He drops thoughts in your mind. So what I learned was when this, when this daydream starts coming, all of a sudden, you know, like I'm, I'm sitting there quietly, and all of a sudden I start thinking, just like this morning, I felt like I should just send a note to Dodo. So I sent a note to Dodo. And then all of a sudden he tells me that there's a big problem. God will speak to you that way. And so if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives liberally to all who ask. And when you ask, do not doubt, the Bible says. And so why are you doubting this malamun in your mind? Start praying into that. Start asking God, what's that all about? God, I want to pray for that person. I don't know why I'm thinking of that person right now. I'll start praying for them. Has that, anybody ever had that happen to them besides me? Am I the only one here? Raise your hand if that's ever happened to you. Raise it up high so people can see it. Yeah, it happens. It's amazing. This same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead will dwell in you. He'll give you wisdom. Jesus, man, he was talking to uh, different people. It says, it says uh, the, the scriptures will say this. And Jesus knew what was in their heart. And you think, yeah, well, that's because Jesus is God. I would say, well, he was God, but I would say, no. It's because the Spirit of God was dwelling in him, and the Spirit was telling him what was on that guy's heart. And God will do that with you. This same Spirit, you don't know what to do in your job, you don't know what to do in your situation. You've got to ask God, say, God, give me wisdom, and stop using the logic that the world has given you, and just ask God, and do what God has told you. Here's this woman in the Bible, right? She's dying, son's dying. They got like only a little flour left, a little, you know, to make a little bread. And she's, her plan is, I'm going to make this bread, we're going to eat it, and then we're going to die. And all of a sudden they run into this prophet. And the prophet says, give me the flour. What? That's not logical. If I give it to you, I got nothing left. I'm going to die sooner than I already planned. Something in her said, I'm going to follow the prophet. And she gave it. And then her bowl was full. She kept getting it, giving it, giving it, and her bowl stayed full until she stopped giving, and then the bowl was not full anymore. Totally illogical, but God leads you in wisdom. And so I really want to encourage you that God didn't just give you the spirit to wait until heaven to know things. He will let you know things now. Follow after those things. Check out what God says. God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? How do you want me to serve? How do you want me to give? What do you want me to do with this person? How do I bless this situation? How do I handle my business? How do I run it like you would run it, God? And let the Spirit of God give you wisdom. This is what the Spirit is here for today, not for the future. Number four. 
He didn't give us, he didn't die on the cross and, and rise again just so that we'll have access to the Father after we die. We have access to the Father now. Ephesians 2 says this, Now all of us come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because Christ, because what a Christ has done for you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who ascended into heaven. Ooh, I think we read that out of Ephesians. I think he's saying the same thing here. Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God, let us hold firm to the faith that we possess. Let us then approach the throne of, of grace with confidence so that we may receive the mercy and find the grace to help us in time of need. You have access. You have access. Now, Let's, 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 ask, let's ask this question. When you die, it says what? When you die, you're going to go to heaven, right? Is there anything like that after you die, is there something going to happen? You're going to like try to do something to get yourself in heaven? Nope, you're dead. Can't do anything. It's all done. So all of a sudden, you're going to close your eyes, uh, and your breath is going to stop. Your heart's going to stop. Your brain finally is going to stop. I'm thankful for that. I want to stop this brain sometimes. And then I'm going to open my eyes, and I'm going to see him. I mean, I'm going to see him as he is, the glory of God. All of a sudden, well, you know, this, this bad knee of mine that I think about every time I jump off this thing, I'm not going to be thinking about my knee anymore. This ear that gives me a hard time every time I go under the water in a pool, next three days, can't hear out of it, gone, I'm just going to have complete access to God. I'm going to have a lot of questions, you know. I have a lot of questions. And I have a feeling that instantly I'm going to know all the answers, right? Complete access. Okay. Now, let's get back to today. Let's say this afternoon you need to go to God and you need to talk to him. You need to just... Have a conversation with him. You need to have access. You have a problem. You have a situation in your life that you need help with. Do we just close our eyes and open them and we're with God? Many of us do this. Lord God, I first I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Lord God, I haven't really talked to you for a while. Oh God, just, you know, is there any way I can come up and approach you and, and come... Why? Why? I thought all your sins were forgiven. Can I get an amen if all your sins are forgiven? No, I'm not saying you shouldn't confess your sins. That's a whole other subject. I'll talk about it another time. But Jesus said what? All your sins are forgiven. Past, present, future. Is there anything that can separate? Is there anything that can separate us from the love of God? Is there anything that can separate us from the love of God? Nothing can separate us. Nothing. Not even you. Sorry, I love you. I don't, are you first time visitor here? The second time. Second time. <laughs> you know, nothing. Like, not even my shame, my thinking of shame can separate me from the love of God. So why are we doing that? Let's just go to the throne. God, I need you. 
God, I need you now, Lord God. And I humble myself before you, Lord God, because I know that you're the king. I know you're the one. But Lord God, I can be in your presence instantly, not because of what I have done, but according to your mercy, according to what you have done, I have full access into the throne of God. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Couple, couple people getting excited. Couple people. But you see, we go through all these foolish mental exercises. And I'll give you this one. I'll give you one more thought on this. When you, if you can, if you can get yourself to get to that point where you're like, shh, excuse the kids are here. Be quiet, shame. Be quiet, doubt. Be quiet, uh, condemnation. Be quiet, all those things. I'm going to the Father. I don't care what I think. I don't care what I feel. I don't, and, and you get there. Like you just go right in. And you spend some time with him. All of those things will drop away. Like they'll drop away. Because you'll be in the presence. You'll be in his presence and you'll feel his power. And you're going to go, cool, I'm in his presence. I got access to the Father. Father, I need you. Lord, my friend needs you. Lord God, I'm calling on heaven to send angels down. Woo! How about you? You can do that, you know. I'm calling on heaven. Jesus, you said that you gave charge, angels charge. So Lord God, I give charge, you know, just Lord, send angels. Lord, send your Holy Spirit. Lord, touch this situation. Touch my friend. Save my sister. Save my brother. Lord Jesus. Woo! You have that access. That's the kind of people that we are. We are people, hallelujah, that when Jesus died on the cross and we received him as our Lord and Savior, he put us far above all principalities. He gave us power now that we can have power over even our mortal bodies. He has given us the spirit of wisdom now. And he gives us access to the throne. This is the resurrection that you have within you because of what Jesus did. I just want to encourage you today that we, if you ever, last thing, last thought, hopefully, Donald, last thought. Look in the Bible. Good place to look, by the way. It's not a bad book. It's a pretty, pretty good book. I've, I've found it to be pretty helpful in my life. Look at the words he calls you after you're his child. He never calls you sinner. He doesn't call you unholy. He doesn't call you orphan. He doesn't call you foreigner. He doesn't call you stranger. He calls you saint. He calls you holy. He calls you righteous, which blows my mind, but that's what he calls you. That's what he calls me. He calls me son, daughter, child, family, friend. That's what he calls us who have been brought into his family. This is the way we can walk. He calls us one more thing, overcomer. You are an overcomer. I don't feel like I'm overcoming. Never asked you how you felt. Just asked you who you are. Never asked you how you felt. Just asked you who you are. Don't let the devil lie to you about who you are. He said it. 
That's it. Someone used to say, the Bible said it, I believe it, and that settles it. And then someone said, nope, the Bible says it, that settles it. It settles it. All right. As Forrest Gump says, that's all I have to say about that. Let's pray. Lord, pour out your spirit upon your people. Lord, help them to know As that song says, they're closer than the air I breathe. Lord, you said you stick closer than a brother. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray you give boldness to your people. That, Lord God, they would call upon heaven and they would watch what you do. Jesus, we thank you for what you did.